Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome to Chicago's BlackBusinessNetwork.com on Blog Talk Radio for Tuesday, January 4th, 2011. I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue, founder of CBBN and your host for this evening's show. CBBN on Blog Talk Radio is a promotional tool for the members of Chicago's BlackBusinessNetwork.com. This is where our members come to share their business ventures and visions with you, the Blog Talk Radio audience, and the world. These discussions can be political, musical, or entertaining. They can be serious or fun, but they are always about your vision, vision and your business. Tell us what's on your mind tonight. Our caller number is 347 We started CBBN on Blog Talk Radio in March of 2009, and this is our 109th show. And the time has been well worth it. It has been a pleasure. I want to thank our listeners and our members for being a part of all that we do. CBBN spent a great portion of last year working with Black Wall Street on its show, Black Wall Street USA, which airs every Thursday evening right here on blogtalkradio.com slash CBBN from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. We've talked to people all across the nation about their concerns, and the issues that face our community. Beginning this Thursday, the show will focus on what's taking place across the country. Uh, Next week, Reverend Pinckney from Benton Harbor, Michigan, is going to join us, and we're going to go city to city to city and speak to people in our communities. We will bring forth ideas and agendas that are already in place and let the nation know what works, because there are things out there that do work. We will bring forth people from across the nation who know how to make it work. It is our desire that the Michael Carters, who is the national president of Black Wall Street, and the Ron Carters, who is the chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago and candidate for alderman of the 17th Ward, meet on common ground and share and expand what it is that they do and what they've done for decades throughout our communities across this nation. That's Black Wall Street USA every Thursday evening right here on blogtalkradio.com slash CBBN. That's from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. We've been doing that show for a year. We look forward to meeting you right there each week. Uh, let's get back on track with CBBN on Blog Talk Radio for our members on Tuesday evening. Uh, this is going to be another marketing tool that enables our members to share their products and their services with you. It is the reason that the show was started as a PR and marketing tool, and uh, it works very well. We have some great connections. I've made some great connections. It's the place to connect and make the connection that just may take your business to the next level of success. Currently, our organization has more than 700 members, and we're growing stronger every day. We invite you to join us and touch the world. When I invite people over to CBBN, I ask them, when have they connected with 700 people, or have you even connected with 10 people this week? People wonder what's going on with their businesses and why their businesses are not successful because you're not connecting. There are people out there uh, who need your services, but they're not looking for you. You need to look for them. We want to invite you to join us at www.chicagosblackbusinessnetwork.com. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477, 347-326-9477. The chat room is open. 
another marketing tool. Leave your company information and website links in the chat room. That's how we connect. If you'd like to speak to our guest, our host, or you have a comment or question, press the number one. Now, everyone who listens to our show knows that Chicago's BlackBusinessNetwork.com, the website, and this show are both dedicated to the memory of Harold Washington, our first black mayor of Chicago. It's our way of giving respect to Mr. Washington's memory and keeping his name and contributions on the minds and in the hearts of our fellow Chicagoans. But this week we have a very special dedication to make, and that's to pianist Boise Queen. Mr. Queen was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer, and we want to send him our well wishes. Boise, we hope to hear from you soon, and uh, stay tuned with us because we're going to play some of the songs this evening. If you have not heard Boise play the piano, then you've missed something. You've missed something in your life. It is exceptionally great. I am a great fan of his. At the beginning of the show, you were listening to CBBN member Miss Sylvia Frederick with a friend. We wish Sylvia the best. She's done some great things in 2010. We hope to hear from her uh, again. She's been to some of our networking events. Sylvia, we wish you the best. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of Chicago's BlackBusinessNetwork.com and your host for this evening's show. Tonight, we're asking our members about their business ventures and visions for 2011. We'd like to know what you accomplished in 2010 and what are your greatest priorities for 2011. This is CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. We're going to take a break and listen to a little Boise Queen, and we'll be right back with our show. Stay with us. We look forward to connecting with you. We appreciate you so much.
you, and welcome back to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. That was Tenderly by Mr. Boise Queen. I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue, founder of CBBN on Blog Talk Radio, and your host for this evening's members show. Our caller number is 347 347-326-9477. The chat room is open. Leave your company information and website links in the chat room. That's how we connect. Press the number one if you'd like to speak to our guest, host, or you have a question or comment. Before we go to the phone lines, we want to share some information with you, our listeners and our members. We have an event coming up on Friday, January the 7th. This is our fifth networking event, and we look forward to you joining us this Friday from 5.30 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Let's meet on the street. That is 35th Street for Networking Chicago Style. Which will, which will be hosted by Chicago Black Business Network in conjunction with Morale Builders, Inc., South Street Journal, and Black Wall Street Chicago for connecting that is much more than networking. Make the connections that will take you to the next level of success in 2011. That is this Friday, 5.30 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. at the offices of the South Street Journal located at 449 East 35th Street. That's 35th and King Drive, across from Lake Meadows in Chicago. We'll be, we will be featuring the art of Mr. Ron Carter, publisher and editor of South Street Journal. And uh, so that pieces will be auctioned, auctioned that evening. Refreshments will be served. Always bring a friend. This event is open to the public. And we look forward to meeting you. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. This is CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. And we're asking our members and you about their business ventures and visions for 2011. We'd like to know what you accomplished in 2010 and what are your greatest priorities for 2011. Let's go to our phone line, area code 773, uh, first three numbers, 406. You're on the air with CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. Who's on the line? Hello, Sonia. This is Kenya. Hello, how Kenya. Are how are you? Doing great, I'm girl. Good. Doing great. And how was your 2010? You're so happy for me. I'm so happy for you. Did you you do a play in 2010? You know what? I'm going to do a play in 2011. I'm going to do a play this year. But last year, I finally graduated college after 19 years of trying. Whoa, girl. Yeah. Yeah, so, so you, I'm so yeah, happy, you know. Yes, yes, I graduated December, so that was the end of 2010. Wow. So I'm very happy about that, yes. And at the same time, I became a certified substitute teacher, so I'm happy about that as well. Well, you move as fast, aren't you? Yeah, well, you know, I had to put everything to the side. I mean, you know, I love entertainment. I love producing plays. Um, but this had been lingering over my head for 19 years. So it's like it was the time to get it done in 2010, so I'm glad I accomplished that. I'm glad you did, too. And I I was thinking today about, uh, and then I want you to tell everybody about Kenya. I was thinking today about that. I think people stop, you know, uh, when they're 30s, 40s, and 50s and think that, there's no reason for them to be in school. I mean, if 
you know, some people stop and they're still reading at the same reading level they were reading at when they graduated from eighth grade. They People have a tendency to stop. Their minds stop. Their lives stop. And I was wondering how do you get these people restarted because there's something, there's a missing link there in learning and living There's uh, when you don't connect those things. And that was on, that was something that was on my mind today, and you proved it. After 19 years, you don't stop. You keep on going until you get to that point. You just keep on. But people, they don't make it to that point. Kenya, how you do it? How you do it? I, you know what? I uh, enrolled straight out of high school. I enrolled in Chicago State, and I must say I graduated from Chicago State. And the president that they have now, I am very satisfied with. And one thing I can say about Chicago State, I appreciated Chicago State more in the last year and a half than I've ever appreciated Chicago State. I've learned more sitting in the classes. I actually was happy to learn the things that I learned. You know, it's one thing to think that you know, but it's one thing to, you know, become book smart and really get the purity facts. You need to, when you speak it, you need to know that it's true. And so I'm just so happy to have finished school, but it has to be within you. Once upon a time, I felt that you didn't need a degree. You know, I was in entertainment. Why did I need a degree for that, you know? But, you know, the entertainment business is a hard business, and you have to have something to fall back on, and it is very important for everyone to get their degrees. And I have two teenagers. And it was important for me to make sure that I had my degree so that they'll know that it's nothing less. They must come with nothing less than, you know, than what I achieved in my life. So, Absolutely. Those are, those are two very important statements you made, appreciation of education and learning, not only education but of learning and of lifetime learning. And the second most important thing is setting the example and setting the pace. That is wonderful, Kenya. I'm so proud of you. So yes, proud of you. Thank tell you, us about, you. Tell us about Kenya. Tell us about Kenya. <laughs> well, you know, I am, my, my passion is um, playwriting. I love entertaining a wide range of audiences while educating them. So all of my productions, whether it's through stage plays or films or when I'm out public speaking or even poetry, it will always be a message in my productions. You know, so many people, they, you know, they, they think that they have messages out there, but, you know, to think is one thing, but to actually do to change lives, so I'm all for changing lives in 2011. I have now uh, obtained my uh, insurance license. So now I am a licensed insurance agent. So I just want to encourage everyone to make sure that we are insured. And now that I'm a substitute teacher, we have one student that was killed um, on Thanksgiving Day due to gang violence. And we had to step in a junior, and we had to step in and really assist the family, you know, with funeral arrangements. And that's what sparked me to talk to parents and say, make sure that your teenagers are insured. You know, we forget about that bunch. But they're out, they're out and about. We don't know what our teens are getting into once they're out of our eyesight. And it's just important to make sure that they are insured. So that's what my endeavors are um, in 2011, to make sure I educate everyone about insurance, 
um, and about just living a positive life and us being more responsible in 2011. Absolutely, absolutely. Those are your priorities, and, and those are great priorities because they need to hear the message over and over again. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, you may you may want to call in and be a part of a new show that we're going to have coming up starting uh, premiering this evening called The Consumer Show with Derek McNeil, attorney and CPA, who talks about the type of things that you have just mis- mentioned, um, consumer protection, uh, investments, real estate and banking, legal and political rights, and those type of things. These are all uh, a part of our continuing education. It's all about the things that we need to repeatedly hear, because sometimes we don't even really hear these things, can you? We know that insurance mm-hmm. is out there, but how many of us are properly insured? Very, very few. And these are great hardships on families continuously from generation to generation, and we have not built wealth by underutilizing right. the uh, insurance industry. They have built wealth off of us, but we mm-hmm. have not in turn built our own wealth. And this is some of the things that Mr. Manil is going to talk about on the consumer show, and you may well want to be a part of that. Kenya, I appreciate you so much. What is the play that you've got coming up this year? You know, we're going to do the cycle for men this year. That's what we're going to oh. do since we did the cycle oh. for women for so many years. We're going to do the cycle for men. We want them to break that cycle. We want them to stand up in our communities. We want them to save our children. Men have to understand that we love them. Us as black women, we love them. We gave birth to them. We love them. Are we disappointed? Yes. But can we break the cycle? Yes. So that, that's what the play is. <laughs> Absolutely. But Sonia, I, Absolutely. I want to say so much to you. Congratulations. Make sure you have your book on this Friday because I want to buy it. Oh, you're coming I'm by. Gonna, Wonderful. I haven't seen I'm you gonna, in a while. I think it's great. You know, I'm going to come by, and then I'm going to go to Apostolic. You know, we're praying for our police officers on Friday, and we're praying for our firefight, firefighters this Friday, you know, because they are to, here to serve and protect. So we want to make yeah. sure that they are prayed for in 2011. Yes, ma'am. So I'm going to come by. I appreciate uh, so much you taking the time to be with us, and I want you to come back again because we do need to talk about these things, and we need to talk about them in detail, and we need to have people calling in and asking their questions about this. And uh, stay on the line. I'm going to take another call now, but I, I do love you and appreciate you, Kenya. Love you, too. Have a good one. Have a good one. You're listening to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. This is our member show, and, yes, Kenya is a member of CBBN. It has been for quite some time, and uh, we're very grateful for Let's go to the uh, area code 773-734. You're on the air with CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. Hello? Who's on the line? Yes, you're on the air with Sonya Purdue, CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. Good evening. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And uh, what this is, is Lionel, your for- This is Lionel Pittman from Pittman Plumbing. How are you doing? Well, Mr. Pittman, good to hear from you. Another CBBN member. It was. It, this was. This was going to be a phenomenal year. Wow, oh, it- Mr. Pittman. I, had, I haven't heard from Kenya since I don't know when because I know we're busy. 
And I know you get my messages and my emails out there yeah, when you see yeah. me, but I haven't heard from you. Tell us about Lionel Pittman. <laughs> no, I was just calling in. I was reading through the email a little bit here, and and just just so happened you said you were on the air now, so I said let me call and say what the what the issues are as far as black construction in the city of Chicago Go and right what ahead. has to happen with the with the mayoral contest going on right now. Uh, I think each of the mayoral uh, contestants at this particular point in time should address the issue of African American participation in city contracts. Uh, because we have dismal numbers. We're less than 6% in, uh, are receiving any construction contracts in the city of Chicago. So there's, some, there's a great disparity there. And if we look at that, with that type of disparity, we're talking about black construction is, uh, is not faring well. And uh, with all of the type of projects that are going on and so forth, we should have more of a presence in our communities with these proposed projects that are coming on. You're so I, I want to put that out. I want to put that out there. Uh, uh, it's important. It's important. Uh, if uh, if men and women in the community can't, uh, and we know employment opportunities are very difficult today, but if we can't even build in our own communities, where do we go? Because we find ourselves standing on the corners um, in groups when the weather is uh, appropriate and so forth and not working and looking at others' work. So that's a problem, and it has to be addressed. Well, Mr. Pittman, um, wanted you to know, and I have to get to Pacifics because I don't have them. Uh, Ron Carter is running for alderman over there in the 17th Ward, which is Inglewood. Yeah. He has put he has he has put a call out to all 300 candidates running for office to meet in the Inglewood area on the 11th. I have to get that specific information and location, mm-hmm. and that is one of the questions on the table, disparity in contracts yeah, or lack yeah. of contracts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, from an historical standpoint, now, uh, we haven't done well at all as black folks. Now, I I want to be there. I want to see what the turnout is going to be. I want to see who's going to show up. Because when you put a call out and you ask questions, the door is open for you to walk in and, and, and ask these questions. How, how are they going to ask? Who's going to show up? Uh, showboating on the news and, you know, on your little ads and your YouTube and those type of things. But can you, for me, I'm not political, Lionel, at all. Can you answer a straight question as to what are you really, what are you going to do? Well, you know, most most of our politicians are are those who want to be politicians and, and, and campaigning and so forth. They say a lot of things that they would like to do, but once they get into the seat, they find that it's very difficult to maneuver through that political environment, and therefore they fail to maintain or keep promises made to the general public. Is it that they fail to maneuver? Uh, is it too much pressure on them? Are they trying to keep a job, to keep their paycheck? Are we trying to help them keep their paycheck even though you know, they fail you know time about, after time? Because we are letting them get paid time after time. And they get paid very well. And 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 if you want to look at who's who who is making the paychecks today more so than private industry is government. Government is maintaining its payroll. Uh, they might not be getting some of the raises that they want, but they are still getting a steady paycheck. And that's better than a lot of the average folks out here on the street dealing in the private uh, sector. 
Absolutely. What I will do is find out about that meeting. Uh, he has put the call out there to all 300 candidates, and we want to see who's going to show up and answer in the, right in the heart of the community, one of the most uh, despairing communities with a medium, medium income of uh, less than 11000 in this city. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'll be interested. To, I want to show up because I'll be interested to know who didn't show up. Yeah. That's interesting to me. Tell our listeners about uh, Pittman Plumbing. Well, Pittman Plumbing, we are uh, we are third generational plumbing business. Uh, my brother's son is in the business today, uh, as I indicated uh, last time out. We do both residential and commercial type plumbing. Uh, we uh, my dad started the business in 1959, so we're still here. We're struggling through this economy. You know, the housing market went uh, belly up, and so. A lot of people have decided, well, we don't need a licensed plumber. We're going to try to jackleg it ourselves and make it happen, but eventually we might get the call. Uh, we're, you know, we're working various projects, you know, trying to stay on top of things. We're, we've been working churches of late, new construction churches as, uh, as well as maintenance on some churches and so forth. And we still have uh, our residential base is still out there. We do everything from educating our customers to the private drain program with the city of Chicago that will repair your drain if it's on the city side leading out to the main sewer. You know, you have those trees growing in the parkways and causing collapses to sewer sometimes, but a lot of our our people don't understand that they can get those things repaired free if they bring out a licensed drain layer, or the city will repair it free for them. Uh, we... Uh, we're doing just very little work with CPS, Chicago Public Schools, and that's the maintenance side of the house, but uh, but we're doing it. And uh, we we got involved with uh, uh, a development company over in the Inglewood community or on the uh, offshoot of the Inglewood community where the Mercy Home Group is uh, responsible for some of that stimulus dollars and re, uh, reactivating a lot of these boarded-up homes. And they have different developers in our community doing that work. And it just so happens that uh, uh, it's not a lot of us involved in that, but that, but that's a program where these developing groups are buying up these abandoned properties, which is eventually would uh, change the, the flavor of the community, but they're rehabbing them. And the government is spending that money to do that, and that's something that's not being told in our communities what's going on. So, you know, there's a lot of things happening. But uh, but Pittman Plumbing, we're, we're that one-stop plumbing company. Uh, we do water services, sewers, uh, interior plumbing, exterior, you name it. We, we try to be there for our customers at the same time educating them because we have to educate ourselves. Absolutely. And uh, I want to go back to one of the things that you that you mentioned uh, one of the reasons why I love doing this show, I, I, don't, I don't even keep a job this long, Lionel. <laughs> I did 109 shows. It's amazing for me. But is information, is sharing information. Absolutely. There is so much that is out here that we don't know that we Absolutely. can utilize. They don't even know that uh, that is there. Absolutely. 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 They don't even know that it's out there. Now, um that's that's one example, the Mercy uh home group. I know mm-hmm. that South Street uh Southeast Chamber of Commerce is doing um some SSA and I don't know the definition of all of that. And uh there's some contract work coming up there. But you uh probably Google Southeast Chamber of Commerce 
Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of contracts coming up over there, and you may find that you will fit into that. Angela Williams is the executive director over there. Mm -hmm. That's that's one thing. And uh, another thing that I I found just uh, just by being around Black Wall Street and South Street Journal and that type of thing, there is there are projects funded through the state, federal Mm -hmm. and through the state, where the funds are not being distributed or people. Uh, the people who are administrating these different type of funds are not seeing that they get out to the people. And some of these funds go back because they're not being utilized. Oh, absolutely. So it's a, it's a lot of, it's, it's so much work to be done. Absolutely. That, that's one reason why I like blog talk radios, all different type of radio shows, but you have to be listening to them. The people have to, to be listening to them. We have to be sharing this information. The information is there. And although uh, my show at Chicago's Black Business Network.com, I said to you, I said to anybody, can not only look at BET and black shows. That's right. you, have to, you have to really look around because people are sharing this information every day on the air, on the radio. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Uh, I, I, I find one of the things that appears to be true uh, to a vast majority, and I hate the stereotype of, but they say put it in writing, and 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 we will overlook it because we don't read, and uh, and indulge ourselves to seek that knowledge, you know, and I hate to say that, but we have so many of our young people out there not reading the information because it's written down. Well, I believe step by step, one person at a time, and we sure can do right. it. If someone's someone's listening tonight, and they're gonna. Uh, hear something about Mercy Home uh, They're going to hear something about Southeast Chamber They're going to contact them And as we go one person at a time okay. And uh, hopefully that, that will add up And one want the listeners to know You listen to CBB on Blog Talk Radio And Lionel Pimmer was one of our very Early guests on our shows And we play we, That show has gotten really good response I don't know how they responded But we played that show uh, several times Because it was a, a, a very Very great show mm-hmm. And I appreciate you stopping over And, and reaching out to us uh, this evening Just knowing yet that you're still around Lionel. That's right, that's right Because you, you're doing a great work Is education, education, education And as, as long as we keep doing it That, that means there's hope there, there always is hope. Always is hope. Appreciate you, Lionel. Stop by again. Don't disappear. Come on back. We're here. Right. We're going to be here on Tuesday evenings, and we have uh, Black Wall Street on Thursday evenings. I want to thank you so much for joining us. All right. Thank you, Sonia. Thank Bye. you. You're listening to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Sonia Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network dot com. We're going to take a brief break here, and we're going to be right back. But the reason for all this energy is because I feed off the power of faith, optimism, and positivity. And in case you didn't know it, the fun has started. And all efforts to maintain it cannot be done half-hearted. Now recognize, they say time flies when you're having fun. But I say, the more time you got for fun, the less time flies. 
The sun is rising, the birds are starting to sing, the flowers are blossoming, oh, something great is happening, and I'm feeling good, I'm feeling my mind made up, ain't nothing gonna stop me from feeling this way, I'm feeling good, ain't nothing going with a good thing, and I'm making history on this day, I'm feeling good, I've been rewarded with so much now that I've learned to appreciate, and I'm feeling good, I'm grateful to be alive with this, life never felt so great. But the reason for this smile on my face and why I appreciate every breath Is because I'm surrounded by a lot of love and respect Plus I realize the more we appreciate, the more we get back And that's not theory, it's fact But you want to know the real reason why I'm just grinning and cheesing? It's simply because I'm still breathing the sun is rising, the birds are starting to sing, the flowers are blossoming, oh, something great is happening, and I'm feeling good. I'm feeling my mind made up, ain't nothing gonna stop me from feeling this way, I'm feeling good, ain't nothing wrong with a good thing, and I'm making history on this day, I'm feeling good, I've been rewarded with so much now that I've learned to appreciate, and I'm feeling good, a great day to be alive with this life never felt so great, but the real reason I'm excited is because I recognize negativity and know exactly how to fight it. Plus, it's by my conscience in which I am guided. I am way too blessed to be stressed. For me, nothing is impossible. I am too reluctant to succumb to the pressures of worldly obstacles. The sun is rising, the birds are starting to sing, the flowers are blossoming, oh, something great is happening, and I'm feeling good. I'm feeling my mind made up, ain't nothing gonna stop me from feeling this way, I'm feeling good, ain't nothing wrong with a good thing, and I'm making history on this day, I'm feeling good, I've been rewarded with so much now that I've learned to appreciate, and I'm feeling good, a great day to be alive with this, life never felt so great, Welcome back to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. You were listening to something great by another CBBN member, Inspire. Inspire is out of Las Vegas, and he's got some great songs. We look forward to him coming to Chicago. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of CBBN, and your host for this evening's show. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. The chat room is open. Leave your company information and, web- and website links in the chat room. That's how we connect. Press the number one if you'd like to speak to one of our guests or have a question or comment. We're going to go back to the phone lines, but before we do, we'd like to tell you about two new shows coming up on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. The first show airs tonight, so stay on the line for the Consumer Show which is up next at 7.30 p.m., hosted by attorney and CPA Derek McNeil. This is where we answer your real estate and banking questions, address your concerns about your consumer protection rights. And speaking of your rights, do you have questions about your legal and political rights? Then you should be here every 
Tuesday evening at 7.30 p.m. right here on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. Now, next launching on Monday, next Monday, January the 10th, at 3.30 p.m. will be Check Out Chicago Views and News. That show will be hosted by Keisha Nicole, who is founder and actress of the Bronzeville Theater. That's going to be a live broadcast with special guests each week. Views and news from the world of entertainment and art. Industry highlights designed to enlighten, encourage, and enhance one's own creative interests. Bring all of your creative ideas to the table and share and walk away with more than you thought possible. We're excited about uh, 2011, about our growth and visions for this year, and hope that you will be a part of all that we do. If you're interested in being a guest on any of our upcoming shows, please give me a call at 312-239-8835, 312-239-8835. You're listening to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. Let's go to our telephone lines. Area code 309, welcome to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. What was your greatest accomplishment for 2010 and what is your vision for 2011? Who's on the line? Hey, hey, this is uh, Jarrell Wilkinson. How Welcome are you? Welcome to the show, Jarrell. How are you? I cannot complain. It's been a, a great year uh, last year and, and can't get any uh, – it, it's going to get nothing but better for uh, 2011. Great. Tell us about Jarrell. What is it that you do, Jarrell? Um, well, my – of course, my name is Drew. I'm uh, a 25-year-old uh, resident of Chicago, and um, I graduated out of Illinois State University a couple years back and with my bachelor's in economics. And right now, I got the privilege um, to uh, have a, 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 a responsibility that I'm very excited about. I actually uh, was uh, blessed with that through uh, Ron Carter, which I'm, who's talked about all the time on, on, the, uh, on the show. Um, but what I do, uh, myself and an associate of mine, Brandon Brown, we are creating a new uh, print publication uh, that will be bundled with the South Street Journal, uh, and it's going to be called The Go, um, with the subtitle of Local Urban Intelligence. Now, what we're focusing on with The Go is basically uh, hitting a new uh, group of people that uh, I believe have not been um, uh, explored enough, uh, especially through print publication. Um, and then that's our Chicago's youth. Um, what we will be focusing in this uh, publication is basically, uh, what, uh, let me tell you, the, back, the backbone is to educate the youth on, on being successful and things that are important or should be important to those young people. Um, in print, we are using um, certain pipelines that we know are attractive to youth. Me, of course, being 25, fall into that category, so I do know exactly what's uh, what gets the attention of us and what we're using are the pipelines of mainstream uh, hip-hop, local hip-hop music in general. Um, we're going to be focused in every uh, publication we have, which comes out biweekly with the South Street Journal, uh, fashion, technology, um, arts, um, education, um, sports as well. And the biggest thing is that we are highlighting the individuals in our own community in Chicago that are doing what they need to be doing and something positive in all those categories. So I would, I'm, I'm always looking for individuals to interview. Um, may it be the best or one of the top uh, athletes in Chicago, put them in the paper, and 
can publicize them, and but more importantly, get into their minds and see what they're doing for the next step. Um, and that will come along with, any, like I said, anybody who's you know dribbling in basketball or painting paintings, designing clothes, making uh, video games, or in, or making music, but making sure they get the uh, publicity that they need, and also in the background educating the youth. So telling them, okay, if you are a successful entrepreneur. I'm interviewing people to find out, hey, tell the youth what it took for you to get to that point because that's something that I feel a lot of us don't have. Um, we have our dreams, but we don't know the route to our dreams, and sometimes all we need to hear is somebody who who had some type of uh, hurdle that that person has at that time and what they got, how they got over it, and then that person can hopefully live out their dreams and work as hard as they need to work uh, to be able to um, fulfill their own dreams. Okay, Jarrell. Now, uh, that's saying a lot. That's a, that's a uh, that'll be a great I, I, accomplishment. That's isn't it? <laughs> that's a, yeah, uh, that's a, that's a lot to do for the go. It's called the go. What does the go mean, Jarrell? Well, the go. Uh, it took some uh, some time to uh, think about exactly what we wanted to call it. For um, I'm not sure everybody out there who knows, but the go happens to be uh, synonymous with Chicago. Uh, the younger generation, that's kind of what we call it. Um, it just like you're you're from the go, uh, especially in the music industry. But for us, um, when we want to focus on urban intelligence, um, it's 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 basically also synonymous for a direction, a positive direction. These people that we are putting in the paper are going somewhere, and it just happens to fit so well that it's Chicago. We call it the Go, and our publication is going to be called the Go Local Urban Intelligence because we publicize people who are who are on the Go and making those positive steps to to be greater individuals. When you speak of youth, what is the actual age range that you refer to as youth? Uh, our demographic that, that we're focusing on, it's uh, basically starting at 16 to 35. Now, that, number, that, that age group um, we chose because we want to make sure that when you're on that low end, we are still focusing, focusing on individuals that are um, going to be making some major changes in their lives in the, in, in the very near future, expect, you know, with schooling and things like that, um, and also going up to 35. That whole group, kind of, you know, we're in the same generation. We, it, one of our, our, we are so attracted to music um, and art in, in in that whole group. Um, and we also, it, since it's being publicized with the South Sea Journal, we have a whole other side of the paper that caters to everyone else. Um, so we want to make sure that the go with uh, something hip, what's cool, what's going on, what who's hot, uh, who's basically doing their thing out in Chicago. And that group of people, I, we're, we're going to be focusing on that group of people, um, sometimes even shooting a little bit um, younger than that because I also want to make sure if we've got some – uh, young man and young woman, uh, you know, doing everything right, even in grade school. I want to put them in the paper too, to say this is what's coming next, and because that those people also need to be need to have a, a, a focus on as well, because it starts there, and it just builds up from that point. So, in other words, Jarrell of the Go, you're out to prove there is such a thing as urban intelligence in that age group. Are you not? 
Correct. Um, and when I interview so many people, um, it, one of the biggest things is, is that not only, well, I know myself, but a lot of individuals do not know there are there are there are diamonds out there. People are really, really intelligent individuals, and I believe actually every single one is intelligent out in our communities. Just need direction, and it's as simple as that. And that's what we want to make sure that we get out there and build each other up. Um, and most importantly, let others know what that individual is doing specifically to get to wherever they want to be. Now, I know that this is a new venture for South Street Journal and yourself. As you go out into the community with this idea of urban intelligence and uh, the concept of the go, what is what type of response are you getting? Um, you know what? Every – there is uh, – I was so appalled of, of, of how many people are so excited about um, what we're doing. And when I, I, in my head, when I conceived the idea, I'm like, well, of, of course they would. But, you know, it's a whole other story when you actually present it to somebody and say, hey, this is what I want to do. Um, and that response has been, like I said, it, it's been overwhelming. But the biggest thing is that somehow we've all missed that nothing like this even exists. That that caters to that group, um, and make sure that you know if they're doing something positive, we gotta let everybody know. And the connection was just not there. I don't know if it was a uh, a mindset of giving up on that certain demographic or whatever it may have been, but it did not exist. And when I present this idea to um, everybody, all businesses and individuals, it's like finally we we have somewhere that or someone to go to to get who may think they're small individuals, but they're doing humongous things. Now we're going to put them on on a, on a on a pedestal and say, hey, Chicago and the nation or the world, wherever wherever this takes us, that small individual is doing big things for themselves. And of course, give right. it up to them and pay attention to them. They're going somewhere. Great. Want you to know you listen to CBB on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Sonia Purdue. We're talking to Jarrell from the Go. One final question, and he is a new CBBM member, and we want to welcome you, and we look forward to some great things from you and the Go. Want to ask you one final question? Do you think that part of it, uh, your reception and communicating, is that people understand that there are positive. Uh, Entities in that age group, and there isn't such a thing as urban intelligence in that age group, but cannot have not have difficulty making the connection from talking about it and making something happen with it. Uh, correct. Well, like the, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But but uh, that's exactly it, what it is. It's always it's it's something that with the situations that some of us get into or, or have to work around, uh, they seem like, you know, just mountains that we, we cannot get over. And, uh, yes, it's true, a lot of them uh, give up at that point. But what they don't realize or have even heard that, you know, the person that you're looking like, that they're looking at, that you're idolizing, they had the same problems, maybe even worse. Um, they just knew how to, number one, buckle it down, and not cry about it, get get exactly what they needed, <laughs> which is also a team, 
uh, a team of individuals working together to get out of whatever situation that that uh, you feel that you're in that you that you thought that you can get out of, but making sure that they have some type of outlet to say you know maybe there's not somebody in their household telling them hey uh, it's not it, it's not the end of the world hey look at this or look at that or or, or research this. Uh, a lot of these kids aren't even getting that, and that's what I hope that the go uh, represents somewhere they can go, that they can pick up on the way to wherever they're going at, at any bus stop or any intersection and, say, and just read it. And it's not only entertaining to them, but it's teaching them something that, you know, right there in their face that they may need. And I hope that every publication we put out, it affects, um, you know, even if it just affects one person, I'll be honest, that, that I feel like my job is, is, is complete at that point, and of course, just grow from there. And I think it'll be a huge, a huge addition to Chicago. Absolutely, absolutely. And we want to uh, be sure that Chicago Chicago's Black Business Network dot com supports your venture and reaches out. And I will be sure that we reach out to the members to make sure that they know that you're there and what it is that you're doing. We want to uh, also invite you back and Brandon on uh, some future shows as you begin putting your publication out to talk about uh, the experience of what's going into the newspaper, the experience of even doing the go. I think that's part of sharing uh, urban intelligence as well, sharing the experience as well as to what makes a newspaper happen, what makes what you're doing happen, what's the process in that. Uh, I think that's important information for people to know. People know that they have a paper in their hand. The youth know that there's a newspaper there, but do they know how that is brought forth, how that becomes a reality, and what it takes to make that reality? So I'm looking forward to having you and Brandon back on a future show so that we could talk about what makes a newspaper run, how does this happen, and maybe bring some of these youth into the fold to show them how that's done. I, I appreciate you calling in tonight, Jarrell, and I look forward to working with you and coming. I hope you come back again. I, I definitely appreciate it. Of course, I'll be back. I, I will have Brandon with me. He's just been uh, uh, typing away because we got a lot of work we got to do uh, to get this first issue out. By the way, the first issue is set to come out on January 8th, only four days away. Um, and I wow. hope that uh, um, everybody – uh, sees off that first issue is uh, what we want to do. It has the introduction of of all the staff involved and in, in our direction, um, and also um, like the purpose of of the newspaper. We're already already highlighting um, a lot of key individuals in Chicago that you may or may not have heard of, but they're doing big things in in this um, in this city, and um, want to get everybody involved. Um, because I want to make this something that lasts forever and and and, and a real big big thing and I want it to be you know when the, if you are in the go that means something you know and and I hope that's Absolutely. how it works and, and we're, we're working hard to to get it that way before we sign off with you Jarrell tell our listeners how they can contact you at the go definitely um we are um actually our office is right on 35th King Drive um at 449 East 35th Street um you can contact us via email um, and, and what we're looking for, please let us know about anybody doing the things that you hear me talk about, just any positive direction. I don't care what age it is, as long as it's uh, something positive, somebody working hard and believing in something, uh, that email address will be thegosj at gmail.com. Again, that's 
the T H E G O S S J at symbol gmail dot com. And you can uh definitely give us a call at any time at uh, area code three one two six two four eight zero five four. Thank you. I've got other contact numbers. Can can I give those out too? Yes, sir. You may go ahead. <laughs> Last number. Um, to contact me directly, and I encourage it because I really want to talk to whoever's out there that that wants to be involved personally. Um, that number is three zero nine two eight seven zero seven five five, and that comes directly to me. And I encourage anybody to uh, give me give me a shout and um, let me know what either you're doing or you know somebody that's doing something that needs to be in the go. Thank you so much for being with us. That's Jarrell from The Go. We look forward to talking to you again. Have a great evening. You listen to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. This has been our members show, and we're going to relaunch the show. It will be on every Tuesday evening right here at 6.30 p.m. Coming up is the Consumer Show, so we want you to stay connected and stay online for the Consumer Show with Derek McNeil. Also, I want to remind you that we're having a networking event. Let's meet on the street this Friday, 5.30 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. at 449 East 35th Street. Come out and connect uh, with uh, members of Chicago Slash Business Network, Morale Builders, South Street Journal, and Black Wall Street. Let's kick off that year and make this a successful, successful, a great year. And in closing, always, persistence is the act of continually pursuing something in spite of obstacles. Let me repeat that. Persistence is the act of continually pursuing something in spite of obstacles. I'm absolutely living proof of that. Do what you love. Do it with the one you love. Have a great life and listen to us on Blog Talk Radio every Tuesday and Thursday evenings. Stay tuned for the Consumer Show. You're listening to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. This is where Chicago's BlackBusinessNetwork.com members come to share their business ventures and visions with you, the Blog Talk Radio audience and the world. Join us every Tuesday evening at 6.30 p.m. right here at BlogTalkRadio.com slash CBBN. The Consumer Show is up next at 7.30 p.m., hosted by attorney and CPA Derek McNeil. This is where we answer your real estate and banking questions, address your concerns about your consumer protection rights. And speaking of your rights, do you have questions about your legal and political rights? Then you should be here every Tuesday evening at 7.30 p.m. right here on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477, 347-326-9477. We'll be right back with Derek McNeil and the Consumer Show right after this break. It's a people problem. That's you people. and me. It's so easy. But we could solve this confusion if we tried instead of shooting. Plus, there's no excuse when we have mouths that could use them for apologizing and acknowledging fault instead of falsely accusing, making threats, shouting, and verbally abusing. You see, we could blame race because it's easy and it's legal, but the one common denominator, people, is people. It's a people problem. People. 
technical procedures and so forth. Um, let me begin by sharing a little bit about what this show is going to be about uh, each and every Tuesday evening uh, here on CBBN uh, with Blog Talk. We're going to talk about your consumer rights. We're going to talk about starting a business, owning a business, the various structures therein. I often have shared with people over the years that uh, I wanted to use my accounting background to help the little guy. And so uh, that's kind of what I want to do. So if you have uh, issues or concerns, um, that's what I'm going to be doing here each and every Tuesday evening from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Chicago time. So let me begin by uh, sharing with you that a lot of my issues will be somewhat controversial. So bear in mind that uh, I'm not your most I'm not here just to get along, so I want to begin with that. Uh, <laughs> often I make station management pretty angry. Let me uh, share with you one of the things I wanted to begin with. Uh, one of the things I wanted to begin with was talking about uh, Illinois Governor George Ryan and um, the unfortunate uh, denial of his release from prison and uh, so forth. I think that black people all over this nation, all over this world, owe Illinois Governor George Ryan a lot for uh, his stance on the death penalty. And that's not talked about very frequently, but I'll, I'll share with you, being a lawyer, I remember being very involved in fighting against the death penalty with a group uh, entitled the Illinois Coalition Against the Death Penalty. They would have marches and protests. There would be very few black people participating in these marches and protests against the death penalty, number one. And then number two, very significant, you found none of the legislators in Illinois at that time uh, having the death penalty as a part of their legislative agenda. So once again, slapping us and our community in the face. So Governor Ryan definitely deserves some letters and some support from uh, black people throughout the United States. So I wanted to begin with that. Uh, second thing I kind of wanted to talk to you about are uh, heroes. Throughout Chicago lately, uh, there were a couple of firemen that were killed uh, in the performance of their duties. And the news media tend to make these police officers and firemen heroes. And I just absolutely differ with that. And I don't know if people listening with me agree or disagree, but let me share with you the way I feel about a hero. First of all, a hero is someone that's doing something that they're not being compensated for. It is not a job. A fireman or a policeman is doing what they're being compensated and paid to do. Unlike people like the Guardian Angels, who police officers throughout this country have been against the Guardian Angels, who've laid their lives on the line for no charge for people like you and me. 
So I wanted to begin by sharing people that are heroes uh, generally are not compensated for such heroic acts, and therefore they do not have a job description. So I thought I would share uh, that with the uh, listeners of the program today. One other thing I wanted to, uh, i got a couple of other things before we get into our topic this evening about starting a, a business. Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, Michael Vick and his dog killings, as uh, the media has put it. I find it interesting that the media has been all over this Michael Vick guy, but yet they haven't cited about police killing 62-year-olds in Detroit, Michigan, less than a week ago. They haven't talked about police shootings and killings of 87-year-olds in Atlanta. And so while the media portrays these firemen and policemen as heroes on the news, here in Chicago in particular, they downplay the shootings of innocent individuals and or individuals who were not in possession of firearms or who pose no threat to individual officers and so forth. Um, so I thought I would talk a little bit about that, and I shared with you that a lot of this show, if you're going to be a regular listener and participant, will be somewhat uh, controversial, so feel free to follow me on, on uh, this blog talk uh, CBBN show. Uh, let me thank Sonia Perdue for her invitation for me to uh, participate in this uh, wonderful activity. And Sonia and I go back for many years. And as I share with people who know uh, Sonia, I often talk about her professionalism. I have often been uh, impressed by the way that she conducts her business over the years uh, that I've known her, over 15 or 20 years or so. So let me begin without... Uh, further ado, uh, talking a little bit about structuring a business. And my understanding is that most of the uh, followers of this program are business owners or potential business owners. So I'd like to talk about uh, some of the basics of forming a business, which will also deal with uh, even if you already own your business. As you may know, you can't get enough of this stuff. Us entrepreneurs and people who um, are aspiring entrepreneurs, you got to eat, sleep, and drink being a business owner. you got to eat, sleep, and drink being an entrepreneur and where you make your next uh, dollar from. And I guess most importantly, where your next idea comes from. So let me begin with a sheet that I have that I used to use a lot on my other radio program uh, called 10 Facts on Starting a Business. The first fact is um, confirming your skills and interest. Confirm that your skills and interest fit the type of business you are considering very important to love what you do. Also, kind of going back into what I started out talking about, about heroes, 
will you do this business for free? That's the first step in deciding, do I want to be in business and do I want to continue my business? Because often uh, entrepreneurs, we aren't compensated for the business that we actually perform. Number two of our ten facts on starting a business. Write a brief description of your business. Write a brief description of your business and so forth. Uh, Let me, first of all, instruct you to press 1 if you have a question or comment for me uh, on the uh, blog talk. And let me give out that telephone number once again, area code 347 Three two six nine four seven seven. That number once again three four seven three two six nine four seven seven. Press one if you have a question or comment. Um, but going back to our fact sheet, um, write a brief description of the business that can be understood by almost anyone. So many times, people who are considering business, and even those who are in business. Um, they go out and they pay all this money for business plans. And what they get in return for that money that they spent, uh, a lot of times is just a bunch of bull. So they're not really getting something that they can use either for themselves or for uh, a bank and or an investor. So it's important that you begin with a brief description of your business. This is what I do my name is such and such, such and such. I want to go from here to here. Okay? And then you begin later on to expand that brief description into an actual business plan, which contains your executive summary, your entry, your exit strategy, and so forth and so on that uh, you will often read about and hear about in professional um, business plan seminars, etc. Number three. Study the various forms of business ownership. Now, you're going to find that I'm going to do a lot of shows about business ownership or business structure. The first type of business structure is the sole proprietorship. That's basically we decide that we want to open a business and uh, we get a business license and we open that business. Uh, all of our assets, both business as well as personal assets, are exposed. And I guess most importantly, our tax status does not change too much. We still file a regular tax form. You, be, you will begin filing, of course, the long form, as us old school accountants call it. You'll fi- file the long form, 1040. You will attach with that long form two documents, one document called a Schedule C, which is a, um, a form for small business owners. The second document will be a Schedule SE, S as in Sam, E as in Express. Uh, and that form allows for you to contribute, you meaning the entrepreneur or sole proprietor, you to contribute to the Social Security system. So that's the way that you pay into the Social Security system 
when you are a, a small business owner, particularly a sole proprietor, by filing that Schedule SE. So uh, two things on the sole proprietor, once again, backing up. You, you and your assets are exposed as far as liability is concerned, number one. Number two, your tax status does not change very much. You will begin filing the 1040 long form. You also will file a Schedule C and a Schedule SE attached to your 1040 long form. That is for the sole proprietor. Secondly, you will move into a... Um, partnership. You have all types of partnerships nowadays. So beginning with the general partnership, general partnership is where you and another individual uh, enter into, hopefully, a partnership agreement. That is the governing document telling you what percentage you own, what percentage I own. If we go out of business, this is what I owe, this is what you owe. Uh, these are our debts. Et cetera, et cetera. So that partnership agreement is your governing document, number one. So now let's talk about the liability of a partnership. That liability can be enormous because you are liable for the acts of your partner. Okay, So that partner can possibly bind the partnership signing, uh, let's say, other agreements, say repair bills, say construction work, uh, changing your cable or Internet service, that partner can, can bind you to that, creating liability for the entity. Uh, so that's a very important uh, legal aspect of the partnership. Now, the taxation of a partnership, general partnership, is very intriguing because you will file uh, an additional tax return. That tax return is known as a 1065, 1065. That is the partnership tax form. And with that form, you, uh, you file that form in addition to your regular uh, 1040. So now we have to file our regular 1040 as an individual. We also have to file the 1065 for the partnership entity, and then we file our share of the partnership entity from a form called a K-1, and we put that interest or that amount on our regular 1040. So as you can see, the partnership gets a little bit complex as far as its uh, taxation and the taxation of a partnership structure. But uh, now, one of the advantages of a partnership is that you are bringing on someone to assist you. You're bringing on someone with knowledge, someone possibly with more money, someone with equity capital, someone with more equipment. Many times you would find uh, in the uh, older days when partnerships were more popular, a lot of physicians would be in business as partners. A lot of law firms, CPAs would go into business as partnerships. And other uh, entities such as furniture stores and things like that, jewelry, uh, retail jewelry stores and so forth would go into um, stuff as a, go into business as a partnership. I see that I have one call, so why don't I uh, be quiet for a moment and entertain uh, what our caller has to say. 
Uh, thank you for calling the Consumer Show with Derek McNeil. How can I be of assistance to you? You're on with uh, Derek McNeil of the Consumer Show. Can I help you? Well, this is somebody talking about a bounce check, so I guess I they, <laughs> they may be calling the wrong show. <laughs> So let me proceed and continue. I was talking about the partnership uh, as a business entity, um, which are not that common, but I tell you, uh, listeners, partnerships are a good way of doing business if you can find the right affiliates, which a friend, uh, not to say that business is friendship, but if you are in a partnership, uh, it's very difficult sometimes to find a good affiliate, but if you can, you got yourself a million bucks there just with that person, and uh, that can be very, very powerful as a as a way of taking you from one level to your next level that you may wish to go to. So let me move forward and talk about a uh, another business entity, and that is the corporation. Now, you hear a lot about corporations. Uh, corporations can become very very complex and many corporations are not number one set up properly and number two very very important if you own a corporation I'm willing to bet you that that corporation is not properly maintained maintained with minutes maintained with records maintained with proper resolutions maintained with proper tax elections and so forth but step back for a moment and define just what is a corporation. A corporation is a business entity that is all by itself. They taught us in law school and in accounting that a corporation was a a human. So it's its own human, okay? So ABC Corporation. We set that up. We do so by forming articles of incorporation with the state that you are residing in or with the state that you so choose to uh, form the corporation. You may seek uh, investors into your corporation. You may issue shares. Your investors will purchase or buy shares of the corporation. So, number one, the corporation itself and the owners thereof have limited liability limited to the amount that they have invested in the corporation. So that's the one of the tremendous advantages of forming a corporation. Number one, that's the liability aspect and the ability to raise capital by selling shares. Okay, But if you are desirous or if you have sold shares, make sure that you have proper records and so forth of that. That's where the trouble comes in, many people do not maintain the proper records of the corporation. Now, as far as the taxation of the corporation, the corporation is taxed. That's one problem. And then you are taxed. So if you're a smaller corporation, that can create somewhat of a problem. So what did the IRS or the government, federal government, do? They decided to form in the Internal Revenue Code a chapter called the 
S Corporation, also known as the Subchapter S Corporation, which uh, kind of protects the owners of the corporation from the doctrine of double taxation. Once again, getting kind of complex. But the S Corporation is something to look into and something to possibly elect if you are a corporation to um, avoid double taxation, if that's a problem. Now, some people are not making a lot of money, so double, the issue of double taxation really not that significant because the person formed the corporation for limiting their liability as their number one concern. So three advantages of the corporation, once again. Number one, limited liability. Number two, uh, some tax advantages, numerous tax deductions that you may have as a corporation that other business entities will not have. And probably the most important and favorable tax strike that most important and favorable uh, aspect of a corporation is the ability to raise capital. And that's what we aren't doing as a black people. We need to be learning how to sell shares, and we need to be having people to invest in our entities. And that's one of the things that uh, you're going to hear me talk a lot about with some of my uh, colleagues and friends on this show each and every Tuesday evenings from 7.30 to 8.30. Um, uh, you're going to hear me talk a lot about financing of a business and how we can get more money into our business entities uh, in our communities. So that's the corporation and the S corporation. Now, final uh, business entity that I can talk about is the LLC, which is a limited liability company. Now, the limited liability company has a couple of advantages. Number one, the advantage of a limited liability company is that uh, you limit your liability, hence the name, limited liability company. Number two, your uh, taxation, you're only taxed once to the limited liability company if you elect partnership taxation. So that's an extreme advantage for the LLC. Uh, now, let me talk a little bit about the disadvantages, because you'll find all of these accountants and lawyers, they're really pushing people to form LLCs. A couple of disadvantages of the LLCs are, number one, that they're not very tested, not a lot of court cases to determine this limited liability. Okay, With a corporation, there are centuries since the first corporation was formed, so very, uh, very tested in the court system to determine the such limited liability. Number one, number two, the IRS has not uh, fully tested the taxation of LLCs. Um, so a lot of speculation, a lot of uh, stuff that could come up to bite you later on if you form an LLC. I'm not saying that they're a bad entity. However, I am saying for the accountants and lawyers who are telling everybody to form these LLCs, you need to be asking them the questions that I just posed. How long have these things been around? Uh, what if the IRS changes their tax decision? Because this isn't in the, the, the Internal Revenue Code. This is a tax decision 
that allowed for this advantage that the LLCs have um, seemed to uh, seem to enjoy would be a good term. And that tax case is out of Wyoming. So anybody who knows anything, uh, not too much comes from out of Wyoming. So I would be mindful of the uh, LLC in in that consideration. Okay, so that covers my um, studying the various forms of business ownership. Let me move forth to my number four, hiring professional help as far as the ten facts of starting a business. One of your most important people, and I see this all the time, one of your most important people that you want to hire probably before you talk to anybody about setting up your business, is your certified public accountant. Uh, Because they can help you with the entity selection, with your tax structure, and with your accounting system. And what you find is that many people will go to a lawyer to set up their business. And they'll set up the business from a legal aspect. And in so doing, setting that business up from a legal aspect, a couple of weeks down the road, you get all these letters from the IRS, and you're wondering, what the hell is going on? And that's what's going on. The IRS, behind every business entity that you set up, there is a tax return and a set of books and records that you must be mindful of. So be advised that probably go and talk to you an accountant and ascertain uh the books and records, because, you know, that can become your job. I represent a lot of physicians over my life, and uh, as I talk to them or return their calls or whatever, and they say, yeah, well, what's going on with it? And they'll tell me, oh, paperwork. I feel like I'm an accountant because all I have to do is paperwork. Bottom line is that when you are a business owner, most of that business is about accounting, records, uh, documents, retention of documents, filing system, structure, client files, etc. Those of you who have been in business for a while, you kind of can relate to what I'm saying. You know all about documents and forms. And that seems that we uh, we have a lot to do with documents and forms. So uh, the CPA can help you with your records and forms and uh, entity selection, which type of business you want to go into. A lawyer can also be of assistance and help with regards to reviewing your initial contract documents, your licensing issues, your zoning issues, and any litigation or lawsuits that you may have to bring. Because you'll find as you are starting your business and as you are maintaining your business, one of the biggest headaches of being in business is collections. People don't want to pay. And so you may have to sue those individuals to pay you uh, for previous work that you may have rendered to those uh, individuals and so forth. So that kind of sums up my hiring professional help with regards to uh, my 10 facts on starting a business. So what I would like to do, if possible, is uh, take me a brief break and then I'll come back in just a moment. You're listening to Blog Talk, CBBN. I'm Derek McNeil. This is the Consumer Show. Stay tuned for more. We'll be back after a break. Closer. Why we can't go outside and play today? Baby, because there's too much. 
much happening out there. We got misguided people in this world who turn to violence and use guns. And sometimes innocent people like you and me get caught in the middle of it. Well, what's wrong with them? Baby, I don't know. They need changing the lives.
Consumer Show with Derek McNeil. We're talking about this evening, we're talking about starting a business and being an entrepreneur and what that takes. And I am quite aware a lot of the um, black business owners I happen to know and have known over many years that are members of the CBBN. And uh, I do look forward to working with you all, and uh, we're going to be sponsoring a lot of seminars in the very near future, so I'm looking forward to meeting a lot of uh, different members of the organization and so forth. In fact, I'm going to talk with Sonia before I um, before my show ends this evening about some of our upcoming seminars and so forth, so more work for her. <laughs> so in any event, um, on the 10 facts of starting a business, believe I've left off with number four, hiring the professional help. So that leads me to number five of uh, ten facts of starting a business. Develop a business plan that details your business and financial goals, the services you offer, how the business will operate, how you will bring it all together, the money, the people, and the equipment. Now, uh, a lot of the venture capitalists and investment bankers call that a fancy term called a SWOT analysis. Your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats that affect your business. So let me repeat that, a SWOT analysis. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats to your business. That should be contained in your business plan, and that's what your business plan should explain to anyone who uh, you are seeking money from, whether if that be a loan from a bank or whether if that be seed capital from an investor. You know, somebody you tell, listen here, man, I want you to invest in my business. I need $2,500 from you. Can you help me out? They're going to expect you to be able to talk to them and to talk to them if you explain that little acronym, you'll be A-OK with regards to your um, with regards to your business plan. Moving forth, number six, check out your desired name. So many people go into business and they don't know uh, that they might need to reserve their name. So that's the first thing that you want to do. The Secretary of State throughout the country usually governs uh, corporations and so forth. So you want to contact your uh, local business services division or your secretary of state. You want to ascertain uh, your desired name, if that name is available, and if so, how much is it to reserve that name and how long will such reservation last? Very, very, very important, particularly nowadays in the age of technology. Uh, you also want to do the same thing with the various uh, Internet uh, providers and various websites. You want to uh, obtain your and reserve your name with Yahoo, Hotmail, et cetera, et cetera, that you may wish to have as a, uh email account and so forth under these new days and times. Okay, so I have a caller on the line. Let me thank you for calling us this evening and go ahead with your question and or comment 
for the Consumer Show with Derek McNeil. Good evening, Mr. McNeil. How are you? Just fine, thank you. And you? I'm good. I wanted to commend you on doing your show. First of all, you're doing a great job. Secondly, I had a um, a question. I needed to know why is it so important to have a CPA versus an attorney? When I had my construction business, I was told um, by other contractors that I should have an attorney and not a CPA. Hmm. Interesting. Um well, as you got into business, you found, I'm sure, especially being in construction, you found that uh, a lot of your business, number one, was oriented, if you were making any money, was oriented towards keeping your books. Record-keeping right. is probably your first concern. So many of my clients over the years that have been audited by the IRS or some other entity that were in construction were put out of business because of the audit, uh, because of them having improper records. So if you're going to be in business, the first priority of such of a business is having records. So you can have a, and I tell this to it's funny about contracting because that deals with real estate. I tell people all the time, you can have a legal deal. You can have a legally set up construction company and so forth. Contracts be all lawful. But just because a deal is a legal deal, is it a good deal for the entrepreneur? And that's what really matters to the entrepreneur. So if we don't have those records, if we don't have adequate tax returns, if our corporation is not properly maintained, and more importantly, not properly capitalized. So if we need money from other investors, how do we go about getting that? Okay. So that that would understand. be my that would be my analysis towards your your answer. Now I am not in any way downplaying the uh possible importance of retaining a lawyer to review certain items because if you're in construction you have a lot of contracts that need to be reviewed also you probably have a lot of people who don't pay uh, so that Correct. gives yeah that leads to collection work now but let's talk about that for one second a person that does not pay okay because this is one of the things that can put you out of business if you're into uh construction uh a person says okay needs you to um repair my bathroom do me a complete okay. repair for a washroom or bathroom, and we decide to charge that individual, let's say, $8,000. I don't know if these are accurate figures or whatever, but hypothetically. Pretty much. Eight, okay, $8,000. Now, yeah. we uh, set up a contract with this person. person promises to pay us $8,000. Let's say you are a contractor that requires half down, like many do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, as your down payment. And uh, you get started, you go out and buy the equipment, you pay your uh, assistants and workers, and that person does not pay you your full $8,000. You complete the job, they give you another $1,000 and say, you know, uh, I've ran out of money. Let me tell you what I'll do, though. I'll pay you. Just hold off for a little while, and when I get my check next month, I'll make sure that I give you the uh, uh, the balance which is roughly another $3,000, okay? That individual may not uh, pay you and oftentimes does not pay you. And has not. And has not. And has not, correct. Guess what? 
the IRS will tax your business at the full $8,000. Oh, there lies the problem with many business. Now, many lawyers not going to tell you that. So if you get enough of those where you're paying, your your collections are not meeting your obligations, you will be paying more in federal income taxes than you have actually collected from people you've performed work for. Okay, that's why and that's what happened. So you've just explained and cleared it up why I need to get a CPA now instead of an attorney because that's exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah. Thank you Many for business that owners. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Many business <laughs> owners are unaware of that. So thank you very much. Uh, any further uh, comments or questions? No, sir. Okay. You've cleared everything up. I've understood now exactly what I need to do to clear all this up. Thank you very much for listening and giving us a call this evening. You're very welcome. Good night. Good night. You're listening to The Consumer Show with Derek McNeil. We're talking this evening about 10 facts on starting a business. And wasn't that just a very intriguing analysis about being in business, about accounting, about record-keeping? And anyone who's been in business for a day can definitely relate to me because I'm both an attorney and a CPA, and I found that most of my work requires my accounting background and uh, so many times business owners contact me that are in trouble, that uh, kind of got in trouble, that, that are perfectly legal, but they've gotten in trouble because of improper day-to-day activities, because those records got to be maintained on a daily basis. You know, even even in law, so many times I have clients who can't even sue someone that owes them money. Guess why? They can't find the contract. It's improper record-keeping. If you don't have the contract, it's going to be pretty difficult to sue the uh, individual that owes you money. So, therefore, that kind of uh, talks about that. I think we talked about the checked your desired names was our uh, sixth point on our ten facts of starting a business. The Secretary of State or the County Clerk is where you want to check your name. We also talked about your um, checking out your various email addresses with the various service providers, Yahoo, Hotmail, etc. Um, check out, strike that, obtain federal, state, and local tax identification and registrations. Um, the IRS has a uh, tax ID number that uh, many entities that many entities need. If you are being taxed by anything other than your Social Security number, you have to have a tax ID number, partnership, corporation, LLC, etc. So you have to have a federal ID number. You have to have a state ID number in the state that you are practicing or engaging in. You also may or may not have to have a local ID number. Of course, in the city of Chicago, you do, and the city of Chicago is highly regulated. So I tell people, not only do you have to know federal and state laws and regulations, when you're in a big city or or a regulatory environment, you also have to know local laws, rules, and regulations. 
set up an accounting system. And this is our eighth point. Set up an accounting system that fits your business and personal style, and most importantly, that you understand. Don't hire one of these hotshot accountants to come in and set you up a, an accounting system that you don't understand. Because if you're not understanding your cash, because that's the definition, that's why we have accounting. So the business owner understand what he's paid for and what he owes and what he has left. That's the basic definition of what accounting is. And the old saying, accounting is the language of a business. So if you don't know what you have, don't know what you owe, and don't know what you have left, what's the sense of being in business? So that's the thing. Get you an accounting system that you understand. Don't let that accountant leave. From A lot of people now do computerized accounting on QuickBooks and other uh, computerized accounting services. QuickBooks is kind of simple, so it's relatively easy to understand. But periodically have your accountant come in and uh, review with you your analysis about the uh, assets, liabilities, and your equity that you have uh, in the business and so forth. That's extremely, extremely important. Another area on our ninth fact on uh, starting a business. Determine how you will market and advertise your business. It's an old saying uh, that black people do not budget a lot for advertising when we are running our business. And that's an important thing, and, and that's a, uh, something we need to go back to. And I'm just not talking about all of this fancy Internet-type advertising and Facebook and email accounts. I'm talking about the old-fashioned flyers and having the kids stand on the corner and pass your word out and giving out uh, treats if you have, like, a restaurant, things like that. Uh, so people will, uh, people will um, support you and, and hear about you just by word of mouth. Anybody that's been in business knows that that is your most important aspect of marketing is word of mouth. And how do you go about word of mouth? I'm telling you that it's not Facebook. It's not Internet advertising. Uh, it is not Craigslist. It's that old-fashioned shaking hands. It's that old-fashioned passing out a flyer and so forth. And that's what a lot of businesses and even politicians are, are missing nowadays. Um, and so forth. So let me end with my 10th point. Boy, I really enjoyed this, as you might could tell. <laughs> Location for your business. How do we analyze where we're going to place our business? Because that's an important thing that can also put you out of business because rent now is very high to locate your business. So uh, review your traffic, demographics. Review the rent. Can you afford the rent? Review the very important, very important, review the zoning law. Can we even operate the kind of business here that we uh, are attempting to operate in this area? Let me take this caller that we have, and then I'll come back and talk a little bit about the zoning laws. Thank you for calling us here on the uh, Consumer Show with Derek McNeil. How can I help you? Uh, hello? Yes. 
I, okay, I just want to know it was me. I'm calling back to number nine on determining your marketing features. And yes, the one question, the one question that I have um, is, I have a small business which is from my home, and I've had it for a long time. I used to be on the internet, as you said. That's not a good way. Sometimes the very best way is to go back into that old mouth, word to mouth, yes. doing the flyers, which I feel really, when you connect with someone, when you go to them yourself, when you, like Great you said, point. go door to door, that's point. really helpful. Yes, so uh, let me share with you, and you brought up a good point, about home-based businesses. Now, mm-hmm. if you if you operate a home-based business, People yeah. have to also be very careful because in the city of Chicago, they have this very draconian, crazy, dumb home-based <laughs> business ordinance. Which and what is can that? Also put, well, Chicago has an ordinance, a law, a local law that governs a home-based businesses. And I tell people, is don't worry about new? the license. No, it's okay, been around. It's just quiet. To- I wouldn't tell you if you got that license. They tell you how many deliveries you can have, how many people can visit your home, et cetera, et cetera. So you might want to take a look at it, though, just for your edification. What, if you, you operate in the city the, of Chicago. Okay. Do you need to have for a small business? Do you need to have the local ID, the federal, and the state? Is that well, something you that you really have to have? Well, if you are doing business. Out with an entity that is outside of your own personal social security number, yes. then you need the employer ID number. That's all you need. Correct. That would be basically what and you would need. I wouldn't worry about the. You know, you know, I'm so crazy. I used to have one, but that was like um, I hate to say this, like 19 uh, <laughs> back there. 91. Yeah, I understand. I understand. <laughs> I don't have one now, so how can I go back and get one? Okay. Uh, You obtain a federal ID number by contacting the IRS. That's your first uh, step in in, uh, getting the uh, ID number. Well, when you do that, doesn't that mean that from that point on you have to constantly do those every three month forms that they send out? Even if you're no, not that's selling, a 941, a quarterly tax return. You don't necessarily have to file your tax returns quarterly. You may elect to do so, but you uh-huh. don't have to do so. That quarterly return, though, can help you in paying your annual payment and that type of oh. thing. Tell you what I'd like for you to do. Before we go off, yes. I'm going to provide my phone number. Oh, I'd like for you to give you. me a call. And, uh, I'm more What's than your happy last name, by the way? I, McNeil, I didn't get your last C-N-E-A-L, Derek McNeil. N-E-A-L. Okay. Yes, ma'am. And the number? I'll give it in just a moment. I'm going to take this other caller, and then I'll give okay. you I'll I'll give hold on. my number. All I'm right. still Very listening good. to you. Very good. Thank you for listening. You're listening to The Consumer Show with Derek McNeil, so I have another caller. Uh, thank you for calling. Yeah. McNeil. Yes. yes. Thank you, you for calling. You're a lawyer? Yes. Did you say you was a lawyer? Yes, I am. Yeah, well, I'd like for you to explain this to me. I'll tell you an ordeal that I just had. My name is Alwyn, and I own the Unity Contracting. Okay, so you're a contractor. Yes, I am. Licensed and bonded. Okay. And I here for about 30 years. Anyway, you know, that flood program came through, $300 million flood program from the 
uh, county. And yes. we all, the black contractors, were glad that they came and everybody was trying to get the jobs. And we went to Robbins, went to school for it, and got certified. <clears throat> I was accepted and given a job over in Bellwood, Illinois, a $7,000 okay. job. I done it in three days. Okay. Well, now, first of all, you have to fund your own jobs when you first start. So I had to get the insurance if I didn't have any. I had to get all the working capitals and all that because the county wasn't giving you anything to get started but the job. So I funded my own job. That's what I'm saying. They paid me in a couple of days after I got through. But right away they gave me another job. This was in October. Okay. Of this year. Uh, I don't mean to interrupt you. I only have two minutes. Yeah. Sum up what you're Okay, but anyway, make a long story short, is they gave me three jobs, and I funded all of them with the money they gave me. But then on the last day, October the 30th, they left me dry on my money and paid me. I called Jesse Jackson. I called Deborah Sims. I called Cheryl Jackson, I called everybody downtown, and no one have helped me. You being a lawyer, what should I do? Well, they um, owe me about nine thousand dollars. About nine thousand dollars. Have they promised <laughs> That's you what they that me. they were going to pay? They said they are looking to it. The people that I was, I've been okay. calling and Let's talking do this. to Let's since do October. This. Let's do this. I'm going to give out my phone number. You can give me a call, and then we can discuss it privately. I'll see if I can be of help or any assistance to you. Good enough. Okay? So stay tuned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked this evening about starting a business. Got some interesting calls, very experienced uh, taxpayers and business owners. So what I'd like to do, if you have further information or if you'd like to speak with me further off the air, my direct number is 773-924-4044. That number is 773-924-4044. Stay tuned next week, 730, same time and place and so forth. Consumer Show with Derek McNeil. Thank you. Good night. <laughs>